2: recorded live
1: welcome everyone to lesson two of the animal reiki for reiki practitioners class and i'd like to start tonight um, with a meditation so if you can all mute your phones either using star six to mute and unmute or you can use the manual uh, mute on your phone so let's take a couple deep breaths, breathing in through our nose, pulling that breath into our hara, into our belly, and on the out breath, just kind of gently pushing it out and pushing out any stress you're carrying in your body, breathing in through your nose, holding it for a second, and out gently, just feeling that stress and tension, leave your body And one more, breathing in, deeply into your Hara and out. Now I'd like us to slowly breathe in a beautiful yellow light into our nose and pull that light down into our Hara. And your Hara is located two finger lengths below your belly button and on the out breath Feel the energy of that beautiful yellow light seeping out every pore in your body and filling the space around you, breathing in beautiful yellow healing light, pulling it deep into your belly, into your hara, and on the out-breath, feeling that energy expand outside of your body, enveloping you in a beautiful healing light every breath in and out feel this light growing stronger within you and radiating around you breathing in pulling it deep into your Hara and on the out breath expanding as you breathe in and pull that breath into your belly into your Hara, feel that connection That that breath has with your earth energy. As you breathe in and out, you feel your body becoming stable and strong. As each breath connects with the Hara, it's connecting with that beautiful earth energy that stabilizes you. And on the out breath, this energy of the earth expands within you and envelops you with this beautiful yellow heating light. As you breathe in and out, you feel yourself becoming stronger, stable, unshakable, like a perfect pyramid. Nothing can topple you over. Breathing in, feel your body start to warm and glow as you push that breath out. Feel your body starting to become part of this beautiful light. With each breath in and out, you feel yourself becoming this beautiful healing light. Now as you sit in this space that you're creating, I want you to bring to mind and to your heart an animal, an animal that may have brought you here, an animal that may need healing. Maybe you have more than one animal come to you, and that's okay. As you breathe in and out, feel your light connecting with theirs. Breathing in and out, feel your lights become one together, knowing that there is no separation between you and the animal, that they are a part of you and you are a part of them. And in this beautiful space of connection and healing, see the animal or animals with your heart. See them whole and happy and healthy. Maybe this animal is past. But in this beautiful space, there is no time or separation. Maybe the animal that's in your heart has, is sick. In this space, you see that animal is whole you see that animal's heart and true nature. Breathing in and out, feel your body start to be filled with love and balance and compassion. All the beautiful qualities in the animals, they are a part of you too. And as you connect with your animal or animals, you feel those become stronger within you as the animals remind us that these qualities are within us. And all we have to do is just peel back the layers so that our true light shines brighter, truer.
3: As you breathe in and out,
1: slowly start to bring yourself back, keeping with you your animal. I'm keeping with you this sense of openness, but connectedness. In this space where we're open, we aren't clutching to anything. We are completely open, and anything can come to us. When we're closed off, nothing can get in. But in this beautiful space of openness, we allow everything to come to us easily. We allow our ears to be open so that we can hear people so we can hear our animals so we can hear ourselves And we just like you to sit in this space, and just let's set our intentions that we keep this space with us throughout the call throughout the night, and hopefully throughout our week, and as we practice, we bring this sense of connectedness and openness to our practice. So I'd like to start tonight's call off with homework, because there was some really good homework that was sent in by two students who live internationally, and they brought up some good questions. So I'd like to share um, their homework, and then I'm going to open it up to all of you. So the first question or the first homework assignment came from Anita, and Anita um, says hello to me and to everyone in the class. She lives in Denmark, and she says that um, this journey is amazing for her. And she went through the handout, and she had a question that under page 14, it says um, visualize the numbers 3, 2, 1, and say the Jumon. So what that's talking about, that's the extra um, distant healing. And we haven't gone over the symbols, but this is a practice. You can do when we go back to it And I'll bring it up when we do um, When we, we're on the third symbol I'll go back to this page But the Jumon is the name So if it's 3, 2, 1 Then it would be Honsha Ze Shonen, seheki, and Chokurei So Chokurei is symbol 1 seheki is symbol 2 And Honsha Ze Shonen is symbol 3 The Jumon is the name We're also going to be learning the mantras Which are the chants So we'll talk more about that but I just wanted to address that in case any of you also had that same question that's a practice that we'll do more once we learn all the symbols the Japanese way and then we'll come back to this assignment so um she tried both the three diamond exercise and the Reiki uh, space and she did it two days in a row with two of her foster cats from the shelter and Smilia who is always runs away from everyone in fear she's moving in on Saturday with Anita and she wanted to work with her before that to make sure she will settle in her new home after just two days now she seeks her and comes to Anita and some of the with some of the other cats during the meditations this is a bit overwhelming for me so i need to see and try some more to really believe that it is happening because of the meditation and she put a smiley face So it's really um, wonderful when you can do this in the shelter for the cats and the dogs and the other animals, that when you sit in this space and you create that space of balance, when they're in a space of imbalance, it really helps to remind them that that space is within them. So I talked about this last week on the call. But you can see how the animals will start to come around when they realize you don't want anything from them, that you're just there to create a beautiful healing space. Then they start to go, oh, then that's safe. I, I can go to that person because they don't want anything from me. And some animals will respond more quickly than others. It sounds like little Smilia, um or I think it's Smila, Smila, um, as obviously responding to this. Also, when we're not beaming and we're not directing, because that's another kind of forcing, that also helps the animals to trust us. So that's why the three diamonds is such a great exercise, because you go inwards with that, and you create this space, and before you know it, you're kind of lost in that space for yourself, and then the animals come to you because you've created this beautiful, balanced energy that they love. Because that's how animals communicate is through energy. So they feel fear through energy. They feel anger through energy. They feel happiness through energy. They feel balance through energy. So if we can create that space for them, that's really powerful for them, especially in the shelter. And so Clyde is the other one who has been beaten up as a kitten um, to gain trust in humans. He slept in her bed today and is really making progress in the first three months. She also has his sister in the house and she is also scared. It has been very different how she has been doing. She will try the exercises on her as well, but her first priority is to Smila, to give her a fair chance. And so that was her. So I wanted to um, share Anita's homework because I thought that the, the, the things that have come up in her homework are relevant to all of us. And we always have to trust that, that Reiki really does work because what we're doing is recreating this space of balance that animals, and we all know animals, and I talked about this last week, how when they're sitting in balance, they create that just beautiful, even energy. And that's the exact thing we're trying to create within ourselves. And when we do it, then the animals feel safe. Just like when an animal is sick, other animals will go sit around it. It's the same thing. The other animals don't try to do, they don't try to help. They don't try to, oh, I've got to do this. They don't worry over the animal. They go and lay with the animal. And that laying with them supports them. They bring that energy. At Bright Haven, where Kathleen um, has taught classes for years, they're a senior hospice center for animals. And when an animal, they always know when an animal is going to die because the other animals will start to um, surround that animal and hold a vigil. And they'll stay with that animal 24 hours a day. They'll rotate On and off while one you know of the supporters goes to the bathroom or goes and eats another one will come in and so we can learn so much from animals how they support each other through sickness and through the dying process it's not a worrying space like us humans do it's a very comforting supportive space so keep that in your heart and in your minds as you go through these practices and what we're really trying to get here is creating that beautiful space of balance that the animals have, which is why practicing with our animals is so important. So the next one is from Maha, and she brings up another great point. So Maha is in Egypt and Maha says, she did the three diamond exercises on a few occasions um, alone. And she said it got easier each time, but her main problem was to make a stronger connection to the horror center, and she said she's okay with the other two centers, but um, she she says I'm okay with the other two centers. Just a second, I have to because, um, and she has no problem connecting them together. And now she says whenever I remember her, I tried to focus on her horror for a few minutes, and she actually finds that it's re- relaxing. She's becoming. More grounded, and it releases some sort of stress or tension in her body. So that's good to remember. So it wasn't difficult for her to create a space with her animal, but she was ext- distracted by external noises. Even though she tried to do this during a quiet time of the day, she was planning to work with Leo the cat, and she was better able, the better she was able to focus, the less she heard the background noises and distractions. At first, Leo seemed curious or I wasn't sure if he was curious reacting to the space, he kind of moved around in a semi-circle shape and eventually settled beside me with his front paws on my knee. The difficult part for me was that I wanted to touch him and have some actual contact while doing the healing. I found it hard to resist doing that. Also, in some ways, I think it was easier for me to hold the space while he was there as if he was actually participating rather than simply receiving. I'm not sure if that's just my imagination. So I love that Maha shared this because, we as humans think, oh, they're coming to us because they want to get healing. And after doing this for years, my takeaway from this is Leo is coming to put his paws on her, her lap and give her the healing. It's not him that needs the healing. It's her. And our animals will do that with us. They'll support us. Now, my dog, when I was first learning Reiki, I would say, Bruce, let me do Reiki on you, and he would run out of the room. I mean, it was horrifying. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be so horrible at this. But when I would lay in bed and do it on myself, he would come and lay right next to me, lay his body long ways, right up against mine to support me, and I could feel myself going deeper because of his support. And as soon as I would put my hand on him and act like I was giving him something, he would jump up and run away. So he was showing me, it's not for me, it's for you and you need to focus on you if you want to do this right. And Bruce, we've had him from a puppy and he's very, very well balanced. He's a very arrogant, self-confident dog. So he feels like he's the master. And he's so great for me to have in classes because he goes and he shows everybody exactly what dogs are supposed to do. He does all the right. He yawns, he stretches out, he'll snooze on people's feet. He's so cute when they go inwards and he's just adorable. But it's important for us to remember that. As we're learning this and we're practicing it with our animals, sometimes our animals are there to help us, not us to help them. And I also wanted to touch on the fact that Maha said that it's hard for her to resist touching her cat. And and it is hard to resist touching an animal when they come to you. And sometimes when they come to you, they want hands-on. So the best thing to do in that situation is, you know, you, you're going to be sitting, meditating with your hands up or down, um when you're doing the session. And so if you can just slowly reach your hand up and just slowly pet the cat. Almost in a meditation of the petting is the meditation. Or maybe you put your hand out and you just rest it on them and see if they're okay with it. It's all about kind of feeling and knowing that balance because they can't talk. And so we kinda of have to fill it out. And if they come to us, most of the time they do want hands on healings. Like dogs will move their butt, they'll back their butts right into you, and you put your hands on their their back end is what they really like, and they'll just kind of sigh into it. But it's always good just to ask permission of the animal, say, I'm going to, to pet you if that's okay, and then you kind of slowly reach your hand out. I would only do this with animals you know well. If you're in the shelter, I always advise to keep your hands off, especially with cats. Because if you don't know cat behavior, sometimes cats will come to you, but then if they flick their tail, they're going to maybe bite you or scratch you. So it's really good in a shelter to maybe keep your hands yourself. But with animals you know, you can always try and reach out maybe, put a hand out. Um, You can just slowly do that. So now I'm going to open it up to all of you, but I wanted to just quickly share that homework because I thought that homework was really good and had some great – Questions in it. So, Robin, I'm going to start with you tonight. Would okay. you like to share? Hi. Hey. <laughs>
4: um, I tried the uh, three diamond exercise a couple times, and I really enjoyed it. I thought oh, the good. history of it was very, um, very interesting as well. Um, yeah. So I did that. Um, what my um, I chose to do my Reiki space with my Foster. So uh huh. He's Frankie. He's a Chihuahua. He's Aww. very um, standoffish. He just likes to be. He doesn't uh-huh. feel he's not a lap dog. He doesn't, you know, engage with me.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
4: he's been with me about three months, and prior he was adopted out, and before that he was with me about two months. So he's familiar with the home. He's comfortable here, and I have two dogs. I have um, a Chihuahua. Penny, who's 12, and I have a Yorkie-Chihuahua mix, uh, Tico, <clears throat> mix. hmm Tico has nothing to do with Reiki, does not like it. <laughs> <laughs> he will stand at the door, but he will never come into my room. Um, Penny is always on my lap, always with me, always sharing. And um, Frankie has been much of Frankie's personality, not much of anything. hmm Today I closed the door. I don't know if that was the right thing to do or not, but I mm-hmm. kept him in my office with me. Uh-huh. And um, I invited him in, and at first he was up and about, smelling my hands, you know, coming near me, and then just took off for the door. And he went to the door, and he barked, I would say, six times, and each bark got less and less and less. And I just continued. I tried not to be distracted. Mm-hmm. And um, his bark got lower and lower, and then he came back around, and he smelt my hands again, and he stayed near me. And then I have three beds I have uh, for each dog, Uh one on the desk, two out under the windows. And he went from bed to bed to bed, bed to bed to bed, like he could not settle down. Uh And um, then he went back to the door, barked again, um, but this time maybe barked twice and then came back and finally went under the desk in the bed. Um, And then I caught a yawn, so I was like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he stayed, but he did not lay down. He just stood watching me. He sat, but very, very stoic-like. So when I finished, I stayed in the space for about 20 minutes. And he just stayed there. And I heard a few whimpers here and there. Um, And when I finished, I thanked him. He got, you know, he got up again. He went to the door. I still didn't let him out yet. And then he came back to his bed, and then he took a very long nap.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
4: So it was, I really didn't know how to read it. I didn't know if I should open the door. I tried to be calm because I was getting a little stressed as well.
1: Right. Right. Well, that's so that that's the thing here. So when we feel off balance because of their actions, then it kind of negates what we're doing because we're trying to create this space. So we really have to let go of what they're doing and just go inward. It's fine to keep him in the room. You didn't. You didn't have him, you know, because a lot of times in the shelter, they're in their apartments or their cages. They have to stay where they're going to stay. And what it's important for us to do is just turn our backs to them or turn away where we're we're not like in front of them so that we kind of ignore them while we create this space. Because they're going to be nervous at first because, one, they feel that shift in the energy. And they feel it much more deeply and stronger than we do because. They're in tune to the energy of everything around them, but we're not as much. So if we can just next time, just turn away from him Mm -hmm. and let him do his thing. Let him bark. And then he's going to see it's also, they test us. It's like, well, I need to go out and I don't want to give this a chance. And it's like, well, Maybe I'll lay down. Maybe I won't lay down. You know, his energy is nervous because he's not quite sure what's going to happen because they can't trust it. And that was just the first session. So that's why we always say to do four sessions in a row because the first session, it's been my experience, you go in with a barking dog. And the first session, the dog barks almost 90% of the session. You know, they'll stop for a minute, look at you just to see what you're doing, and then go bark, bark, bark. The second session, they start to bark less, and maybe you get 75% of barking and 25% of calm by the third session. It's usually at least 50, 50, even if not a little more, because they know exactly, okay, this is her third time. And the last two times she didn't do anything except for sit there and create this space. So, okay, I'm going to trust her. And then by the fourth time, they usually are like, okay, I know the drill. I'm going to lay down. You're going to do your thing and I'm going to go to sleep, or I'm just going to lay here and stretch and yawn. So it's, it's really important to build on it because one, it builds, the energy they get used to it but it also builds the trust with Mm -hmm. that animal so that they can trust you you can trust them but i know exactly what you mean because it's a lot of what we teach is almost like contradictory like don't force reiki and don't you know so shutting the door to an office seems like oh my gosh i'm Forcing him, but you're. But what they, we mean is, don't force them by holding them or right. by, you know, if they if he was clearly, if he was growling and snarling and in a corner and, you know, then really unhappy, I would say yes, you need to stop because. Obviously, he's not liking what he's feeling. But just when they go to the door or they whimper, sometimes they just want to get a drink, which is also why it's, if you're going to do something like that, it's good to have water and food. And for a cat, maybe their litter box in the room where you do it. That way they can freely get water because they do get thirsty. Like when we were at CARE, one of the tigers was sick. And during all the Reiki sessions, he would get up um, frequently and pee and go get water. And so... Um, It's important that we make them comfortable while we do our sessions and just allow them to have those basic necessities. And the bed is a really good thing, too. That way, if they're comfortable, they can lay down. But I think that when you do a session with him again, you're going to find that um, he's going to calm down and settle maybe a little more quickly. But maybe not all the way. It might be more of the pacing and then the third time less. And by the fourth time, he's going to know the drill with you and he's probably going to open right up. But that's, that's, I'm really glad that he showed you all those different things because those are important because they do come up for all of us. And it is really hard to read sometimes, but again, you know, just go inward and we're going to do, we're going to learn self healing on the next lesson. And this, um, so That's another good thing. You just sit and give yourself a Reiki treatment. Or if you have someone at the house with you, you give – there's a chair treatment in the next handout. And you give them this wonderful chair treatment. And that is letting go of any outwardness and you're going in and you're focusing on that person. And that's a really wonderful way to create that space and let go of what you're doing to the animal. And that's why if you're at the shelter and somebody has a headache – Go and offer them this really cool little chair treatment, and then you're focusing on them and not the animals. But if you do it with, around animals, you'll see the animals start to quiet down. But It's just like, kind of like that bleed-out effect. You know, Once the energy starts to get calmer, it's going to get calmer within the house or within the shelter, and it just kind of bleeds out. So very good. Yeah, I'm glad that. And, and I think that he's going to start to come around. So are you going to keep him, or are you just fostering him?
4: We're just fostering him. If Not so he, nice. You know, but the problem is with him, he just wants to be. So, a, you know, a person needs just want to have a dog and let him be, you know. He doesn't engage in anything. He's just himself, and he just comes and goes. And that's why I think I felt like I was restricting him because I always have my doors open, even when I do right. work on my guys because they come and go. And, like I said, Tika will stand at the door for anybody to join me. And I felt like, you know, for normally I don't really distract myself as much as I did because I was saying, I hope I'm not doing something wrong because I have him restricted to the room. But maybe next time I'll just keep the door open and we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, you can. And you can also just um, tell him that, you know, you're shutting the door just because you'd like to create the space and you're hoping he'll, you know, join in and if not maybe he could just relax with you or help you you know the animals always like to be asked for their help too and if you look at him more as a teacher then he might open up a little uh, bit to you too but but then again you know we talk about
4: this some
1: dogs are just you're just not going to get through and so that's
4: a good ask because that might work i didn't think to go with that but I,
1: yeah
4: i'll keep you posted
1: Okay, thank you so much, Robin. Thank you. So, Kate, would you like to share?
5: Oh, uh, yes. Great. Um, I did my the space with my uh, one of our bunnies or rabbits, uh, Brownie. Oh. Yeah, we have five rabbits, and Brownie's um, hit puberty, and he's been quite a handful. <laughs> So marking like uh, he's um he likes to mark his territory and and buzz and he's um so I figured I'd do it with him and see what kind of um reaction you know or what I could get I really wanted to um calm him he yeah. he's very hyper and he's very um he drops his pellets around in a ring around you, and he'll buzz you. Oh, how circle,
2: funny!
5: Yeah, he he um he'll start trying to mate you and stuff. So ah. it's kind of, he's a he's something else. He's adorable, but um so I um create that and created this space. And um, the interesting thing was every time I um, put my hands in uh, gift show, is that how you say it? Oh, gotcha? Um, uh huh. Yeah, put them together. Brownie would come sit on my lap and then he would go up to my hands and sniff and... uh, I don't know if he licked them, but he would go up to my hands and sniff them and then he would go to my face. And then when I opened my hands up and put him on my lap, he would leave um, and go hop around. Um, I got distracted a couple times. He found a... Piece of gum and started chewing gum.
3: <laughs> he likes gum. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's hysterical.
1: <laughs>
5: so I had to go get the gum out of his mouth. Um, but and then, but every time I put my hands together, um, he would come sit in my lap, and then he would, then he would come to my face. Um, so that was and I did it multiple times and the same reaction and um, the wonderful part of. Doing that is he did not mark with any pellets in the room right, wow. during the whole time, and actually, ever he hasn't since actually um, marked, and uh, he hasn't buzzed. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if it just calmed him, um, but he um, seems to have relaxed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm,
1: um, that's what I got with um, him. Well, um, it sounds like, too, like I don't know if this is true or not, but, you know, sometimes if we go into Gosho, then our intention starts to go towards our hands, and, you know, we let go that outward. So it could be that when you were putting your hands together, even when you were just doing it just to see what he was going to do, it's still, it's that, when we put our hands in that gosho or that prayer, I think it, it's a really powerful pose and it brings something to us whether we're conscious of it or not. So it's, it's interesting that he did that. But, but also I think that when we offer Reiki, when we take the time to do a session with an animal, just the mere fact that we're acknowledging you're important to me and I, I want to do something for you is really powerful for the animal. Because it it really lifts their confidence and it helps them to feel like... It's just like when somebody tells you, you know, reminds you, I really love you. I really care about you. I really... I do this because I I want to do something special for you. That makes us feel good. And it's the same thing for the animals. So it's always important for us to acknowledge them as beings that are actually higher beings than us. We're the lower being. We're the ones that are trying to get to a, a balanced, beautiful space that they're born with. And as Reiki practitioners, what we try to do is create that space within ourselves so that we can go to sick and stressed animals and offer it and remind them this is within you and help them to get back to that place. So it, it sounds like he, he actually you know, had a really good session with you and the going back and forth is totally normal too because animals will do that. Even horses in, in the field, they're still gonna eat and they're still going to walk around and they're gonna act like you're not even there, but they are so aware of the herd position and they're so aware of anything in their vicinity Like if a rabbit comes through, anybody comes through, they know it, and for them to allow you to be there and allow to connect to them is huge. And we can we can be conscious of that. Then we start to realize, oh, I'm really being accepted as one of them. I'm really being, you know, I'm in that space with them. So with the bunnies, or with dogs, or with cats, or with horses, or even with the tigers they become more familiar and more relaxed with you because you start to speak their language and you start to become part of their, their herd, their pack, whatever it is. So I think that's really great. And I'd love for him to, you know, to hear how he does with more sessions, but it would be really wonderful if you can go to him because he seems like he's really confident that if you can go to him and ask him, you know, maybe you could teach me some things. Maybe you could help me create this space in myself, so I can be more like you. I just, I can't get over the visual of him chewing gum. I just oh think gosh. that is so hysterical. <laughs> um, I also,
5: I have a question that, like, when I'm doing the space and, you know, I chose Brownie to hop around um, the house openly, um, the other, because not all the rabbits can be together. Mm-hmm. So um, does it work, um, or how should I direct, like, the, you know, when I'm creating my space and allowing, but some of the other bunnies are in different rooms. Oh, I mean, yeah. Are they still, like, affected by it? Should I go of to course. them afterwards and well, see how they're doing? I mean, I know, yeah. I know the closest to uh, where we were sitting, um, Jelly.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
5: Jelly was so sweet um, after... Um, the two sessions I did, and he just cuddled and puddled in my arms, and like a baby, it was really sweet. Um, so I noticed he was just more calm in general. Um, but I, 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 you know, I'm not going to be able to put them all in a room, all five of them together in a room that.
1: No, no, I, yeah, No, no, no. I mean, just like you go to care, you can't put the tigers with, you know. Yeah the yeah. the foxes or anything like that. So, no, it's your energy is going to go out. So, what the really important thing to do is set your intention that you're open to receive whatever it is that you need most and whatever it is that all the other animals in the room need most and that you're creating this space for balance for all of you. And then if they could help you create a strong space, that would be wonderful. But I would invite them all in, and you can mm-hmm. even tell them before you start your your session. But you just ask permission If you can create this space with them, and if they want to participate, great. And if they don't, that's fine, too. And if they can help you create it. And then, of course, your energy is going to – it's a hard concept for us because we're so finite, you know. Oh, my energy can only go here. But the more you practice, the more you're going to realize there really is no time and space, and all the animals are going to get it. So when you sit in a shelter and there's a lot of dogs barking, you start working with one dog, you start to notice that it starts getting quieter and quieter and quieter because your energy really does – Bleed out and is really strong, and especially because I'm sure the other bunnies came to your mind during your session, so they're definitely going to be getting it. So just always set your intention that you're you're doing this for all involved in your household. But yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Wonderful. Okay, thank you. Ah, sure. Um, Linda Crockett, are you on the line still? Give her a chance to unmute. I'm here. I was muted. Hi. That's Hi. Okay. Hi. Do you want to share? Sure. Sure.
6: Um, I don't have anything too exciting to share. Okay. I, I did do the um, the three diamonds exercise, I think, three times. The first time without my dogs, and the second time was with both of them. They went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I noticed was that sweet pea... Um, she's the younger of my two females she she, she's staring at me
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you she's talking about her <laughs> she's a very
6: special little girl she's been special since she was born and um, what she likes to do is lick when she's getting ready to go to sleep she will lick the blanket or whatever she's on for probably a good 20 minutes half an hour And it's one of those things I have to kind of block her out sometimes. But I noticed um, she stopped doing that like after less than five minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And that was when I was doing the three diamonds for myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
6: Um, What's odd about that is I offer Reiki to them every single night. They're Mm -hmm. very used to getting it and having it, but it's usually Lucy, the mama dog, who... um, Kind of insists on most of the attention and and sweet peas kind of in the background, but I figure <laughs> she's getting it anyway mm-hmm. but um but yeah there there was there was a difference when I did that, and then um i I did the three diamonds exercise again with just sweet pea by herself, which is kind of unusual. She's almost never by herself um with me <clears throat> and um same thing she started the licking thing and then within a few minutes she stopped and she went to sleep. <laughs> so really I I wonderful. don't know what what um is different
1: about that that well what's different is so you're telling me that you're offering reiki to the dogs at night but then this other night you offered it to yourself and we're going right. more inwards and right. then so so that's a really powerful space. Even though we feel like, okay, I'm doing it for myself, so it's really not helping anybody but me, it's really right. not because you're going inwards and you're focusing on creating this beautiful balanced space by connecting the three diamonds or just by creating the Reiki space, doing the joshin, ko, kyo, Ho. But in reality, for the animals, they're feeling, oh, they give like this, You know, because now you truly are calm. You've let go of, like, worries and stresses and and the focus of the dogs. And now you're creating this beautiful space. And that's what they connect to. They're not connecting to the fact that we're like, oh, I'm here doing this for you. They're connecting, truly connecting to our energy. And Mm -hmm. if when our energy is balanced and we've let go of all expectation and we're just being or trying to be in that space, that's a much more powerful healing space than when we try to do for the animals. And that's why if we can offer all of us and me too, because it's very hard. Like when you're sitting with the tiger, what do you want to do? You want to reach out and pet the tiger pet. and like, you know, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> but you really have to let go and go inward. And when we do, then you can see the animals really relax in that space. So in Kathleen's classes, when we do it, CARE and, and Remus and stuff, we'll do the, um, the attunement part because they're usually level threes or even the self-treatment part, not self-treatment, but um, treatment on someone else where, you know, you're treating, you're doing a chair treatment on each other. And when the students do that, the animals, you can see the, the whole place gets quiet and the animals start to really, truly relax because no more is the focus on them. It's the focus of creating the energetic space. And then when we do that, this energetic space is like, they kind of all go, Oh, this is, this is nice. This is beautiful. And we're really powerful as humans, but um, it's just really hard for us. Mhm.
2: Mhm.
1: So well, thank you for sharing that.
6: Uh, no problem. <laughs> no, thank you.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I can't believe it took me this long to figure that out. The, the, I know, Linda. It, but, you know, It's a, it's a process
1: for us all, for all of us. This is a I, process.
6: I find it toughest to um share reiki with my own pets and i don't know why oh yeah
1: yeah you
6: know, um lucy lucy is funny she's she loves it in fact you know she insists on it every night and then you know sometimes i will just pat her slowly and i know the energy's flowing so i know she's getting reiki um but she can have enough go walk away and lay down and then as soon as i do the the gasho and the um and my cymbals, and say my little prayer, because maybe I'm going to do some, mm-hmm. some remote Reiki, her ears perk right up. As soon as I set the palms down on my knees, that's when she gets it. The ears perk up, and she comes right back over, and she's she's all over me, like, I want your hands right here. And if I don't put them where she wants, she's pawing them, she's licking my palms, She it's well,
1: she probably knows better than you. She's probably right. like, "Oh, you're you're sending Reiki. I'm going to help you do this because you can't do it right. So yeah. here, <laughs> practice with me. I think that's beautiful. You just let her do whatever she wants because obviously I she's helping you create that space, which I think is. Great and wonderful and and we have to learn that when our animals do these things, they know better than us, so they're obviously yep. she either she probably knows you're going to send it to somebody, and she's like oh i I'll do this with you here, you're not good enough, <laughs> so which is why you do so well remotely with all these animals <laughs> they're all helping me, now right? now we know your secret, Linda, <laughs> <laughs>
6: I know well, I keep thanking her, I keep saying, you know lucy, I know you're you're going to teach me how to get this right one of these days <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly right. Yeah.
6: Well,
1: thank you, Linda. Yep. So, Arena, would you like to
0: share? Sure, sure, sure. Great. Um, well, I did it both with my doggy, the the doggy who used she to have seizures because seizures. she hasn't uh-huh. had any more. She's doing really, really well. Good. Yeah. And also with the horses at the rescue. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, with my dog, basically, she. She was very curious, staring at me, staring at my hands. Then she came up and sniffed each hand, and she kind of would circle around the room and then come back and sniff again. And eventually, she just went to sleep. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And then with the um, with the horses, we had we my animal Reiki partner and I who've been going to the rescue. For the past year Wanted to work on this particular horse Destiny um, However she was in a paddock with two other horses We ended up not Being able to get near Destiny Because the other horses wouldn't allow Her to come near us uh-huh. These were horses that we had never worked on Before Right. So we actually sat outside of the paddock And we created a reiki space They couldn't get to us because of the fence you know, Was separating us And the leader of the herd was very curious, you know, trying to get at my hands. I mean, she almost actually reached me. She was just craning her neck to get at Oh, wow. Yeah. But eventually she just went into a deep, deep sleep. Her head was, like, all the way forward. And um, the one that was next to her also was just in deep sleep. And they, you know, do that chewing um, thing that they do with their mouth and their tongue and all of Mm -hmm. that and then we noticed that we actually were sitting between two paddocks right behind us there were two more we we weren't facing them so we just oh, wow. were sitting here and so when i turned around one of them was like also falling asleep and um, so we had like a little uh, uh, you know a nice little reiki space with all the horses um and then destiny the one who originally wanted to offer the reiki to was off at the other And and, um, what we're thinking of doing next time is taking her into a separate paddock by herself and working with her. But these horses that that we worked with, we had never worked with them before. So they really were new to us and we were new to them. And I was, you know, pretty amazed how receptive they were. And, you know, I think if we had been in there, they they may have, you know, even come up to our hands. And Daisy was just like dying to get to my hand.
1: oh that's so sweet very
0: nice very nice that is so
1: sweet that's a great and you know and and i like that the horses that you weren't even facing were coming to you because again that's when we let go and we just create that space we can allow others to participate right because we're not directing our thoughts or energy to a certain animal or animals So when we create that beautiful open space, anyone can come in. And that's why we always want to not attach ourselves to either the animal or the outcome or the situation because then we close off other opportunities and other um, things that could happen. But when we sit in that beautiful open space, anything can come in and anything can go out. So it's just a really beautiful space to be in to just let things come and go. And just like an animal comes and goes and gets the treatment, you want your energy to be like that too, just that flow, that beautiful flow where there is no stoppage. So that's really beautiful and wonderful. I love horses too because they, they so show us everything um, that we need to know in order to be really wonderful practitioners. So thank you for sharing that. Did you have anything more you wanted to say on that?
0: No, no, that was it. Thank That's you.
1: beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Joanne, would you like to share? Give
3: her a second to unmute.
1: No, let's see. Well, I'll go to. I think Linda Crabtree's on the phone. Linda, are you there?
7: I'm sorry, questions. I didn't know I was muted.
1: Okay, all right, Hi, is, this, is is this Linda Crabtree or is this Joanne? No, I'm on too. Okay, so so why why don't I go with Joanne first since I called you first, Joanne? I know it takes a second to unmute. Yes, I
7: were unmuted. That's that's fine. Okay, all right. Um, I was I was creating a Reiki space, um, uh-huh. and I was using my two dogs, my Cody and my Brit, and they're Norwegian Elkhounds, and Cody is the uh, rescue from a puppy mill and oh uh-huh he, he uh he is um uh, i i call him my freak and i know that's not nice but he is cuz he just is just he's Cody he's just Cody and he puts <laughs> his, his little guards up um to keep him safe he, the fact that he's survived is just because he's so smart and has his little things he will not stand between two people he will now but it's taken we've had him almost 4 years but um, and and Britt is a retired show dog, and she hated the ring, which is why she's a retired show dog, um, and they're oh, five and uh-huh. six, almost six and seven, and a very, very bonded pair, and they've had Reiki before, thanks to my friend Linda on the phone.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's right.
7: She's she's done Reiki on them, and, and amazing um, results very, very quickly, so they're They know about Reiki. Um, I took them in my sunroom and I closed the door just to keep it. There's other people in the house, so I just wanted to separate. And I decided to let them decide who was going to get the Reiki or both. Mm -hmm. And I, I sat in a chair facing the window and let them decide. And I just created the space. And it's very quiet out there. Nobody's really around. Of course, my neighbor decided to start raking his roof, us with the snow here, um, oh, God! Yes! Never even home during the day, so it was quite quite unusual. um The funny thing is I sat in the chair, and I thought Cody would be around, and he walked away and Britt came planted herself boom right next to me on the floor. She just sat I was sitting in the chair, she sat right to the to the left of me, but facing right at me, and just sat right down and and just sat right down and never moved, and then she went to sleep. Oh, wow. And she was just as peaceful as could be, and she never moved. Twenty-five minutes, she never moved. Wow. Just went out. Cody, on the other hand, was chewing his antler. They love to chew. That's their safe (laughs) thing. Um, And he was doing all of these annoying things, and Britt and I were trying to keep very (laughs) in our space, and he was trying to pull us out of it um and he barked a couple of times at the neighbors noise cuz they are barky dogs yeah uh, and uh i just just said i made a noise to to stop him and and he did and he chewed and chewed and then he stopped and then he laid there and he he he's done this a few times he just went like thud <laughs> hit, oh somebody shot him and he just went thud on the ground and went to sleep Oh my god.
1: That is so classic. Is that so cute? It's like he's fighting it. I will not relax. I will not oh, okay. <laughs>
7: and just boom. <laughs> oh my god, that's so great. I love that. And, and I love I that. Went for like 25 minutes and they just we we were just all in this space. It was really very cool. And then I ended and I thanked them and you know and ended the whole session and then they both like on cue one went to one side of the leg and the other went to the other side of the leg, and they both they put their paws up on the chair. And oh! Just, the man were just giving me love. It was just amazing. I, I, it was just so cute. And they're not lap dogs. They. Oh it,
1: my gosh, that's so wonderful! It was like they were thanking you, like for learning Reiki. It's like, oh, thank you. It really <laughs> for learning what Linda does. <laughs>
7: They were like they weren't thanking me. They were thanking Linda. So. <laughs> but it, well,
1: I think that's beautiful, though that that they that they really acknowledge. And that's you know that's something that we always have to remember that that they are in tune to what we're doing, what we're how we're acting, what we're saying. You know, they're in tune to it all. And it, so it's really beautiful when they come back and they give us that thanks that they know we need. It's like an acknowledgement. I, I acknowledge that this, you know, you did something for me. Thank you. Yeah, great. that's great. That's really great. And also the fact that that, is it, Britt went out like that. It's really, really nice that
7: Cody, our oh, yeah.
1: Cody, that, that he he was in, involved in it, even though he was chewing, like I said, with the horses, you know, they're chewing, they might be doing other things, but that doesn't mean they're not connected in that space. So yeah, that's, he,
7: yeah, oh, yeah. that was
1: a really good lesson, yeah.
7: He was testing me. Well, right,
1: exactly. How long are you going to stay with this? Exactly. Are you going to give up?
7: Am I going and to you? And, yeah, you're going to yes. give up. No, I hung in there with him, so I yes. hung in oh, with
0: him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was good.
7: Yeah, it was very cute. And the funny thing is Britt is the chewer. She will chew and chew and chew and chew and chew. That's but her she color. didn't, and she she not not And I thought it was going to be him that would be more in tune with it. As you can see, he knows it. Um, but she just, bang, right there. She was going to be the one that was right there, and he faced his—he faced the opposite direction. Wow! And faced away, and and it was just when I heard right. that, I had I, I couldn't laugh because I just didn't want to. You know break the, the aura <laughs>
1: no no you can and that's and it always keeps us in our space right and that's what we want well thank you so much for sharing that and i want to get but we've only got a few more minutes so i want to get to linda and judy really quickly um linda would you like to share i think she got she unmuted herself
3: hi i'm
1: unmuted. hi I'm hi.
3: hi hi um so i um did the meditation with um, our dog Sarge? He's uh-huh. been with us for about um, he's been with us for about eight months now. So he's he's new to us and we're new to him. So he's 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 starting to settle in. And so I am. He was sleeping in his bed in the sunshine. I moved his bed into the sunshine, and so I was about four or five feet away from him, and I started the meditation, and he was. You know he was laying down in the sun in the bed, and I thought, "Okay, I'll give this a shot because he was already pretty zonked out, but um, we have two other we have two cats in the house, and I said, "Well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to see what happens." And so after I did the meditation, probably I don't know eight to ten minutes, Sarge shifted his position in the bed and brought his head he he put his head on the other side, but brought it as close to me as he could on the bed. Mm-hmm. so I thought that was pretty cool, and then he that he is. did a heavy sigh, oh. and so I'm like, okay, this is great, he's releasing, and he's feeling good, and then, so I stayed in that position, you know, for a few more minutes with him, you know, with that space, and then just as I had done, the gosh show, at the end, our cat tiger came in, and he came right over to me, and I had just, you know, I had just signed off, basically, but, He had been in the bedroom, on the bed, in the sunshine at the other end of the house. Because it was the middle of the day. He was totally zonked out. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he showed up. So I thought that that was very cool.
1: That's very cool because it's like he could sense that. So here's another thing on how in tune they are with us. He can sense when you're closing it up. You know, like we think, okay, we're just talking to ourselves. Okay, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to go to God's show. But they hear it energetically. It's like there's a shift, right? You are creating a yeah. space, and all the, the shift. So he comes in. Oh, she's done now. Let's go check it out. You know, let's go see is she really done? And then he comes and sees you. So I think that's really cool that that happened. Yeah, because it was
3: just right at the end, and I, and yeah, and like I said, you know, when the when the animals are laying in the sunshine and stuff, it's really hard for them to get to move to move them, you know, because they're so crashed. Oh, yeah. That was very
1: cool. That is very cool. But, again, it just is another example of how in tune they are. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I want to get to Judy really quickly before the class ends, and I have a couple things to say after Judy talks. But, um, Judy, are you still there? I am. Hi.
2: Hi. So I did the Reiki space with my cat, Thomas, who has been with us. Um, He was actually born next to our bed, and he's been with us his whole life, but he's been very sick off and on his whole life, and he's not been feeling well lately. So I sat on our love seat and just was thinking about him, created the space, and then started to think about him, and he came in and sat next to me. And then he laid his head on my leg and then he kind of, I call it like they sit like a hen. You know how they tuck their little paws up under themselves and kind of settle in like they're on a nest. Yeah. So he did that and went to sleep um, the first time that I did it with him. And then I did it again and no sooner had I sat down and Laid my hands in my lap to start to kind of get myself settled. Mm-hmm. He was talking all the whole way down the hall, like almost like don't start without me. <laughs> and, oh my God, that's cute. Um, So he came and camped right out next to me. So it was pretty clear that he was the one that I was going to work with again, even though I had attended that anyway.
1: Uh-huh. So,
2: so it was kind of interesting to me. I mean, I've been sharing Ricky with them all for a long time, but he was really clear that this was gonna be his time and he knew I was starting. So so I felt like setting up that space in this way was even more beneficial than when I sit and do distance reiki with them when they're down the hall or wherever.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. I think so too. Well and it's I think that when we create that with no expectation to and it's just open then, like I said before, we can just allow whoever wants to come through. But I think it's cute he was talking to you because it's true. Some some of them are, are more vocal than others. And other, and a lot of times you bring up a good point, too. It's like he's saying, I want it. You'll find that, that the animals are very respectful about letting the animal that needs it most to come for it first. So if, there's, if your intention is, I'm going to, you're with a bunch of cats, I'm going to offer it to this one cat because they're not feeling well and you go into a room of cats, that cat will come, and all the other cats will stay away until he's done, he or she is done, and then they'll come up and take their turn. Animals are very respectful about taking their turn. Um, So that's really wonderful.
2: Well, and it was really interesting because when we started tonight and we were kind of creating that space in the meditation at the beginning, Thomas came in and immediately jumped up on my desk in front of me And then while we've been here, my other cats have all come in, and so I have four. And a minute ago, all four of them were in here. Right now, I'm down to three again, but they are sleeping around me. (laughs) That happens
1: happens a lot in this (laughs) class. I get that a lot. Like, the animals start to come and participate in the class, and they kind of help hold that space. Because we're all in that space, right? Even though we're not meditating, we're talking about it, and we're feeling it, and we really want, you know, to, to build that energy of it. So that's really what happens. I think that's so wonderful. <laughs> but I didn't have a chance to practice with you all the um, seish, Seishin Toitsu, which is when we do the Joshin Ho, the Seishin Toitsu is you put your hands in Gosho and you breathe in that beautiful yellow he- healing light through your fingertips, down your arms, and into your hara. And on your out-breath, you push that light back up through your hara, through your belly, into your arms, and out your fingertips. And that's sin se toitsu. And you do it for a few breaths. So the next meditation you're going to learn... And this next handout is called The Healing Bridge. And so we we practice the Seishin Toitsu. We always do the Joshin Kokyoho. Then you go to Seishin Toitsu. And then you create a beautiful bridge of light from your heart that extends out in front of you. And once you create this beautiful bridge of light filled with love and balance and peace, then you invite an animal or animals. And sometimes when we invite a certain animal other animals will come to the bridge and that's okay. It doesn't matter who comes. Whoever is going to come to you is going, is the one that wants to make that connection. And they might come on the bridge. They might come all the way into your heart, or they might just like put a little paw in it, but it's a beautiful, beautiful, powerful meditation that Kathleen created. And people in other classes have had really profound experiences with this. For me, I don't, resonate with the healing bridge. And so if you don't resonate with it, that's okay too. Just try and practice it, um see what happens when you do it. For me, it's just I don't know what it is. It's something with the visualization, but I'm going to teach you all another one that's a lot like the the healing bridge. If you don't resonate with this one, it's the pond and it's the same kind of concept, but it's a little easier for me to um to visualize and so we'll work with that. But I'm going to try and give you many meditations for you to work with and play with so that you can find one that you really resonate with that will help you keep that space that you're all doing beautifully on creating with the animals and help you get it stronger. So that's something I wanted to point out that's going to be in the handout that I'm going to send out in a few minutes. And then also there's some self-treatment, but there's a chair treatment that Usui created. And Usui believed that if you could heal by with the head, the rest of the body would follow. So when he would do a hands-on treatment, he wouldn't do the whole body. That was Dr. Hayashi that did that. He would just do this beautiful chair treatment. And this is a treatment you can give to anybody, a spouse, a friend, at the shelter. It's a great way to um, to open it up to people. So um, that is, I'm excited for you to learn that. And I think that's part of the exercise too, to, um, to do that. But I'd love for you guys to email me if you have any questions because obviously we ran a little late tonight and we didn't get to talk about everything but um, this is a big class so it's hard to get it all in but I'm always available through email and if you want to Skype or Google chat I will do that with you. But Thank you all so much for such a Beautiful night. I love hearing all these stories. And thank all the animals from me because I love how they come and they help support not only you but also me as I help guide you through this. So thank you all. Have a beautiful week, and I will talk to you next Monday, and I will get the handout and the recording. I'm going to redo the link for you guys because I think the last link that I sent, some of you had a problem clicking on it. So I'll try and redo that link and see if I can – Get it to work better for you, but be sure to let me know if you have any problems going back to the call. So thank you all so much, and thank you to the international students too, Anita and Maha, and have a wonderful night, everyone. Good night. Thank you.
3: Good night. Good night.
1: Good night. Good Good night.
2: Good night. night.